Hello, hello, beautiful people. I am so excited to be back. I am Haley Helveston, your guide to love. Welcome back to my podcast. This podcast is all about holistic health, sacred sexuality, and spirituality. I have Charlie Noda here, and she is um, a pleasure and confidence mentor. She helps unsatisfied women find liberation, confidence to their pleasure, pussy, and purpose. Girl, I love what you're doing. Welcome. Yes. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for having me. That was a beautiful yes. <laughs> Okay, so we met through a mutual friend, Jess. Wanted to shout yes. out. Shout and out to Jess. <laughs> yes. Okay, so tell everyone what you're doing because I, I love all of it. So, thank you. <laughs> Currently, I am helping women activate their divine feminine and lead from that space. And it's beautiful work. It's a lot to do with activation of womb space and helping them connect to their femininity and their um, yeah, womb and just their power, their true power, their truth, things that have been suppressed over so long. Um, I really think that it's needed and feel deeply that it's needed in this world right now. So it's a real honor to be facilitating that for so many women at the moment. Yes, yes. Okay, so before we were talking, I mean, before we started recording, you were talking about, because this is something that I, I need to go more into. Mm -hmm. Let's discuss the womb space. Yes. The womb space, the life of all earth. <laughs> um, the womb space, I've just really been working on it at the moment for the past i'd say the past four months especially really connecting myself to my own womb space and truly understanding the power of that in women and how essentially the womb is what creates all life right everyone on this earth was birthed from the womb through through the vulva it's actually, i actually realized it's not called a vagina it's called a vulva the whole thing is a vulva um, through the vulva into the world. So we've been shamed a lot for that space for many, 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 many years. And it's almost caused a disconnect to women and their life force, which essentially is the life force of the earth. So the womb is where we hold a lot of trauma. And until we unleash that trauma, until we sort of bring it up and release it, we're not really fully connected to our divine power. And that's a lot of the divine feminine work that I cover. So it's, yeah, the womb is the, the life force, the life force of all women. Mm. Powerful place. <laughs> Powerful Does place. Does anyone know they're disconnected from that space? No, I didn't. I had no idea. I thought I didn't see. I knew that obviously everyone knows that we're born from that space, mm -hmm. but we were never taught that that was in, like, other than the birth, it was, it was important. We were never taught that that was our life force. We were never taught that that was our driving force. We were never taught any of this in school. And I think actually, unless we had sex education, which even then didn't go into too much detail about it, we're, we're so taught. That's a whole other conversation. Oh God, <laughs> so <laughs> but none of us know. And I, 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 I remember feeling ashamed of talking about it or never, if someone said pussy or something, I'd be like, I'd, I'd wince and cringe and be like, ew, like, why are we talking about that? And I think so many women, if not all, experience that at some point in life. So to think we've gone through generations and generations and generations of thinking it's bad and thinking it's wrong and thinking it's shameful, 
it's no surprise that actually a lot of our trauma is stored there and we're so unaware of the power that it does have over us and that that, that is the life life force and driving force of our own lives as women. Mm. Yeah, I mean, hey, I'll tell you a story that just popped in my head that I think I need to share. Um, mm. I moved into a new place this year and my mom was helping me unpack and she saw my crystal wand. Wow. And it was so awkward. I was like, you know, she kind of like threw it at me, but like the look on her face was like shame. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was almost like disgust too. And, and she knows the work I'm doing. And so I think that that just made, I didn't like self-pleasure for like weeks after that because it made me feel so awful. And so I know that there are women listening that their words of the siblings or the mom or maybe their friends really affects them. Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. We have to remember that this suppression has been generations. So the reason why this, what you do and what I do is so important and the other women that do it and even the men that facilitate this kind of work is that when you do this work for yourself or you facilitate it for others, you're breaking every cycle before that because it's generations of suppression that we are, we are holding as one person. It's not just our own. It's the suppression of the world. It's the suppression of generations before us. It's the suppression of women, essentially. Um, I can relate so deeply to that story, but actually mine was a lot younger. Mine, I think I was in um, secondary school. So for me in England, that would have been between the ages of 11 and 15. I think I must have been about 12 or 13 when I first discovered um my mum's <laughs> my mum's dildo this has happened I'm sure this has happened to many women where I discovered my mum's one and I was like oh what is this okay and then I knew what it was so I, I used it and I also found for the first time a porn video now I'd never seen anything like this before but when I saw it I was like had this turn on that I couldn't quite explain because I was quite young I didn't really understand it so I used it and I had the video and I'd been doing that probably for like a few weeks before my mum eventually caught me and she came in the room I think this is probably one of the most embarrassing moments of my life because obviously it's so shamed anyway she came in the room and I had it under my my Mm -hmm. cover so she couldn't see it but she was like what are you doing (sighs) and we had this like whole scenario where she like hid everything away and like I just felt so ashamed but there was nothing wrong with it. It was just because I was young and she didn't know how to deal with it. And yes. what, do you when you're, what do you do when your kid is doing that? And like, it's, you've been told your whole life that it's wrong and that kids shouldn't do that and they should be away from it. It's so, yeah, that was like a, that was a really heavy embarrassment, shameful guilt trauma that I think I held for a really long time. Because after that, I always felt ashamed for feeling turned on. Always. Like whenever I had that little like, little pulse that we get down there mm-hmm. I'd, I'd almost like push her away I'm like no I can't feel that like I can't that's not what I'm supposed to feel I can't feel that which is completely denying the natural role of pleasure for women completely yeah well I mean, hello, listen to this the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing I couldn't have an orgasm so I was on an antidepressant and birth control and hello growing up in the south being religious not talking about pleasure at all female pleasure is Discuss and sex ed. No, not at all. It's like pleasure doesn't even exist. It's yeah. pleasure's not, pleasure's never highlighted in anything. anything. Yes. And so that's why all of a sudden I remember in college, women were talking about having an orgasm and I was like, oh, I'm what? 
<laughs> right. I actually think I had probably my first orgasm, like proper one, in the past maybe even year. And I'm 26 this year. Oh, wow. Okay, so my, mm, my first one was in college, but I didn't know. It was something wow. I was really into, and I was very turned on, and uh, it was just a clitoral. But yeah. I literally remember the next day being like, tell my girlfriend, lettuce, <laughs> you know? But the very first, but what's crazy is between that and um, probably 2018, I didn't have any orgasms. Yeah. Like I completely, it's really interesting. I don't know if you notice this. I've noticed with women, or at least maybe for me, I'm so aware of it now doing this work, where mm -hmm. if something's shameful or I feel uncomfortable, or maybe I get a comment from a man that's like, I feel inappropriate. I'm really, it's really easy for me to like shut off my energy. Oh, yeah. 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 It's like sucking it back into where it came from. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Which is so, so heavy. On your body. Yes, it is. Like I received dick pics when I first started doing this work, and I was like, "Oh, nope, not safe doing this work." Right? Yeah, I think especially doing this work, we go through an initiation as well. It's like in order to do this work, you have everything come up because in <laughs> order to yeah. it, you have to feel it first. Mm -hmm. So all of the shame and guilt that, honestly, I think mostly in the past six months for me has been around sexual and things like babies and all of this kind of stuff. Everything has come up, everything. I don't think I've ever felt this much into like um, initiation for anything in my entire life. And knowing that so many women go through life never knowing what pleasure, true pleasure, true internal pleasure feels like, breaks my heart. Mm. You're right, because then, then when I did finally have, have an orgasm, I had probably over 20 clitoral and G-spot orgasms together. I'm crying. It was like the most euphoric situation. And so I think that, I know that insane. And so <laughs> my eyes to the fact that, yes, you're right. So many women don't know that. And I think that that night really opened my eyes and went, whoa. Like yeah. there is the whole, uh, you know, for us, it's unlimited. Yes. You know, we think we're here and we can keep going. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure many women have been in this situation when they've been um, having intercourse with a partner or a lover or a guy, just a guy in general. And the guy has to stop and recharge, but the girl's like, I mean, I could keep going. I don't know about you. Like, should we just continue? But the guy's yes, like, you're like, but why? Like, I haven't finished yet. Yes. And you have to like wait for them and then they have to build you up again. And it's like a whole, this is why self-pleasure is so important. So important. Mm -hmm. But I also think that that's why it's so important because there, there needs to be, and I'm seeing more and more of this, of men doing this work and teaching men. Because we have an epidemic, I don't know if you, of men that don't last. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. That. Yeah. It's like most guys nowadays only last like five minutes. Yeah. Well, this is they're reduced to things like porn regularly. Yes. So they use the finishes. So to then hold something in is like, I've, I know I'd ha I have friends who have had guys finish in like the first minute and they're like, are you joking? Because a woman takes at least four, 30 to 40 minutes to truly like, yeah, you know, don't start the same as men. We I don't know that's how so many women are TikTok now and their presence. They're like, <laughs> <laughs> right? 
That's the, so that's the difference. It's like we can we can continue with pleasure and men have to stop, but also men can get turned on straight away. Women have to be worked up to that unless they're turned on by their partner through touch or through the way they speak or through yes. the Yes. We have to be we have we have to have free game. Yes, you're right. And I've noticed that and I think that that's why I mean think about it. Even if you're a couple and you're not really that into each other emotionally, it's gonna take you even longer. Right. And that's why I'm not a big fan of lube. Because lube, you're just sliding something on, sticking it in there. When your body's like, hello. It's so true. It's so true. And I think another really important thing to do with pleasure is, and the reason why releasing shame and guilt is so important is because until women voice their needs in this area, they won't ever feel that pleasure. They won't ever feel that satisfaction. Because it's very, and I, what I've noticed more so since I've been in more in tune with that area within myself is that a lot of guys really just want the result. They just want to come. They just want to be, they just want that euphoric feeling at the end. But I'm now in a position where I can feel that straight away. So if I know that the results there aren't, that is what they're going for, I'm off. That's like the biggest off put to me. And if I, if I, if I'm not being warmed up and if I'm, if she's not being honored in the way she should be in order to get him to that goal, it, it, I'm, I'm turned off completely. And I think this is very common in a lot of relationships and a lot of marriages and a lot of, um, yeah, in a lot of sexual encounters, which is why a lot of people look elsewhere. It's because they're not giving each other that fulfillment that they need. But also it's a responsibility for us as women to ask for that. Like we have to give them some form. Men don't know. Men just think, yeah, I'll just stick it in. We'll have a great time. We'll come do all the things. And it's like women need free game we need free game but we have to have some form she has to be stimulated in some form of way in order to feel that orgasm in order to actually get to that stage whereas for men it's very quick and easy women take a lot longer than that as i'm sure you know mm -hmm. i agree with what you're saying i also think it's selfish of men yeah but I, boom, we can't because i went through a period where you know i didn't have an orgasm for like three years or probably four yeah. And during that time period, I was very resentful of men because I thought that, oh, you're what, you're what you're saying. I thought it was so easy for them. And so I would date again. I would just be like, it's not going to happen for me. Let's just do it. Right. And then, and then it brings even, in even more trauma because we're sitting there just like, as feeling as if we're being used. Yes. When she said, I'm a semen garbage disposal. And I thought, wow. So gross to think about, but it's like, it's truth. We feel it is like true, but that's, that's fucked up. We feel that way. Yeah. Yes. And so, and I told her, I said, I've been there too, and I will never be that woman again. Yeah, 100%. I and think if you have a guy who consistently watches porn, you need to learn the act of self-pleasure. And you need to really take it into your own hands to be giving yourself some form of pleasure. Um, yes, I agree with that. But I also think it's about having an open line of communication. Oh, were you there? The line of communication and just being honest, but also women feel safe to do that. So really, it depends on how, how much of a space that guy holds for the women to speak up and how much confidence. So, well, you're frozen. so this is why I've frozen. Yeah. Back to what you're saying. Oh my gosh. Okay, this is. I'm so glad we're discussing all this because I'm I'm completely open and I love doing these interviews because. Yeah, the same way, and I think that that's why so many women have all these physical issues is because that resentment starts to build up. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I fully blame porn. I think porn is one of the biggest drivers away from um, sensory 
uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Even just, just sensory experience with their partner. It desensitizes oh, yeah. you. No tomorrow. Just like actually dildos desensitize women. And women resort to them because they're not getting the pleasure that they need. You mean man. vibrators or dildos? Uh, sorry, vibrators, my bad. <laughs> uh, I agree with you about that. I don't do, I've never had an orgasm from a vibrator. Oh, I have. It's, I, I, it's very, very, I think it's very, it's very like much like a quick fix. It's like if you want a quick orgasm, a vibrator is a great way to go. But if you rely on that vibrator to give you the orgasm that you're not getting from the man, it desensitizes you to, to a true orgasm. Yes, and, I've heard that. Yeah, you don't have the space to, to cultivate or create a true orgasm because you're so used to the quick vibrate, vibrator sensory experience that you get with your vibrator. So I think vibrators for women and porn for men are the two most desensitizing things that you can have in a relationship. I, you know, I interviewed a sex coach earlier today in New Orleans. She said the same thing you said about porn, and I actually do agree with that because I think that it's, you know, I actually dated a guy, this was a few years ago. He's the one in our sex life was insane. It was really good. But I look back on that and I'm like, mm, it wasn't what I crave now with the deeply emotional spiritual sex, yeah. but I was having a lot of orgasms and before him I wasn't. So I guess at yeah. least I moved up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, every, 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 every sexual encounter has a purpose, right? It's Very true. It was, it was a great lesson. But I also think that his, his addiction to porn and how he watched it a lot is mm. Yeah. It's funny, actually, you mentioned that. I was, I was been watching Sex in the City a little bit with one of my friends, and Sam I think it's, is it Samantha? Yeah, Samantha has, has sex with a guy. I don't know if you've seen Sex in the City, but Samantha has sex with a guy. She has sex with a guy who videos women for, like, him and women for, like, his own movies, and is just so desensitizing. The whole, the whole experience is just, like, she, he's solely in it to just, like, pound, 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 get a good video, and then it's done, and it's, like, Wow, this is what porn is teaching men. Giving them expectations of women that is just not truth. It's just not women at their core. Like it, it just isn't. It's not. Just it really uh, it exacerbates rape culture. Right, it does. Mm -hmm. It does. Yeah, there's probably a massive reason for that as well. Honestly, I think. I mean, porn has purpose. I definitely think it had. Oh, it had purpose. Maybe not. So much anymore it has purpose for sure as do vibrators you know like it, they allow you to to find that space for you but really the truth is that we find that space within each other and only when we take ourselves away from these like desensitizing things are we able to truly feel the connection especially as women that we crave yes i agree with that and i think that there i did a post on this the other day i used to love sex high or drunk oh my and god now the thought of that is like repulses me because I want to go so deep with someone where it's like we're, we're souls, you know, and you can't do that when you're drunk. No, no, I completely relate to that. I think anyone who has had a sexual encounter, drunk or high, will relate to that. Cause it's yeah, like, you know what I'm saying. It's just great to put you out of your head and your body. Yeah, it just takes you to the place that you can access without those things. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's like a quick wrong way you could say to to reach that kind of like euphoric space that yeah, we all the corner to, of our to reach yeah exactly exactly yeah it's 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 really sad that we're so disconnected from this space but this is why this time and generation is so good to live in because we're being open to the truth 
everything is shattering, everything is falling away, we're being open to true authentic connection. And even though we have things like social media, which is both, both a blessing and a curse, at least even though we have things like this, which does desensitize us a lot, because of that, we are also more aware of the truth we should be feeling. Like mm -hmm. as much as social media has a very desensitizing aspect, it's also got a very informative aspect where we're learning things that we may never have learned before. We're dipping into other people's Instagrams that are, are about sex and connection and things. And they're talking about stuff that we may never have known if we didn't have stuff like this. So it's very interesting to see the, the new wave of um, sex coaches and intimacy coaches and orgasm mentors and um, health coaches and all of these people that are coming up out of the ground and really sort of like blossoming us into a new way of living and connecting. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm so thankful. You know, I've been interviewing people since 2018 and I think that I'm so thankful for the people that I've gotten to meet through this. Mm. And yeah, you're right. It is amazing. Cause I think that it's, it really makes me feel what we, what we were talking about before we were recording it makes yeah. me feel less alone. Yes. That there are people around the world that are doing the work, they're doing the spiritual work, they want to grow. Yes. Yes. And we're in such a time for that right now, especially currently, as everybody's <laughs> yes. everyone is just aware that something needs to change. And it really just, it's, I don't believe it's a collective awakening. I think it's an act, a personal awakening within the collective, and everyone's doing it at the same time, which makes it feel like a collective. Yes, right. but it's a forced, it's a forced thing, which is good. Exactly. Yes, it's what's needed. It's, we all ask for this in our own ways. We mm -hmm. all ask for more time. We all ask for space. We all ask for times to figure our life out. We all ask for a new life, a better life, a better system. We manifested this in, in, in minus all of the, we didn't manifest it necessarily want to manifest it in this way because obviously there are completely negative things that are happening as well. But in our own ways, we ask for this. Like we asked for a change and we're getting it just in a forceful way. <laughs> we weren't specific enough with how we wanted it to happen, clearly. No, really. Well, you know, they say we live in a holographic universe, right? Yeah. So, and then, you know, we were saying before how we are, you know, going from 3D to 4D to 5D, yeah. all unity, love, consciousness. And so, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, how exciting though. How exciting. <laughs> this is cool. I'm super grateful to be doing this work in this time because yes. yeah, women need it. Women oh need gosh, hello. Yeah. We, we all need it. Um, so, so what, okay. So you said why pleasure needs to be on your to-do list. Yes. Why? why? Why does it need to be? Because pleasure, pleasure is where we align ourselves with our truth. If pleasure is, and I don't just mean sexual pleasure because we've covered a lot of sexual pleasure and intimacy and that kind of thing, but I just mean pleasure in your day. Like getting up in the morning and doing things that you love, having a solid morning routine that makes you feel, fills yourself up with joy, especially when you're in this current time where you're quarantined or maybe isolated um, and you're having to stay at home. This is like a perfect time to really truly tap into your pleasure zone. Because no one wants to live in fear. No one wants to live with this weight on their shoulders. No one wants to live um, not feeling good every day. So if pleasure's not on your priority list, how do you expect to feel? It's like if, you, if you, you're gonna feel the weight of the world, you're gonna feel the weight of what's going on, you're gonna feel the weight of your emotions, you're gonna feel all of these things because you're not inviting yourself to feel better. Pleasure is simply by inviting yourself to feel better. And I believe that pleasure is a commitment you choose to show up for every day. It's not something that's just going to fall on your lap. 
it's something that you have to consciously commit to putting into your existence every single day. And maybe that's just enjoying your coffee slowly in the morning. Maybe that's reading a book when you feel like you want to read a book. Maybe that's hugging a family member that you haven't hugged in ages, if you can do that in this moment. Maybe it's listening to music and dancing around your room naked for an hour or so. Do you know what I mean? Whatever makes you, whatever fills you up from the inside is the most important thing you should be focusing on right now. Because the more you put yourself in that space and the more you commit to that practice, the better you feel about everything. Mm. And better, you manifest better, right? You have to be in alignment with the things you want to bring into your life. And um, a dear friend once said to me, we're never not in alignment. We're just resisting our own alignment. We're born aligned. Right? We're born aligned. We're just, everything that makes us feel like we're not aligned is just our own resistance to the natural order of alignment that we all came to earth with. Mm -hmm. You see how babies are like, so free and so Mm -hmm. loving and they just do whatever they want they go with the flow if they want to feel something they feel it they want to say something they say it and like as adults we don't do that as much as we used to as children so the only thing that's changed through that period of time is conditioning what we've been taught whether it's from parents whether it's from friends whether it's from school society system whatever we've just been conditioned away from our truth which is alignment So pleasure is such a catalyst to make you feel good and feeling good and feeling high vibrational is feeling aligned. So it's really just pleasure is so important because it connects you back to your truth. It connects you back to the space that you should be living from if you want to create the life that you want to create. So there's so many different forms of pleasure. But the more you start adding little things of pleasure throughout your day, the better you feel about everything. And when you feel better, you manifest better. Mm. So it's just, it's honestly just a true shortcut to bringing everything you want to bring that's meant for you into your life. And as a side note, it feels good every day. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I love what you just said, though, about the, um, you did a post on this recently, I think, about you have to be intentional about experiencing pleasure daily. Yes. Yes, I love that you said that because because I think about that today, how my day was so good. And it really was a simple moment. It was me sitting outside in the sun. It was I did a workout outside. It was petting the dog. Those are all simple things. (laughs) Well, this is the thing. So a lot of people focus on the bigger things. They focus on the big goals they want to achieve. They focus on the big trip they want to take. They focus on the big event that they have happening in their life. We're always focusing on the big things. But if you spend too much time focusing on the end goal, you forget the, des- uh, the destination and the end goal, you forget the journey. And in order to create sustainability, in order to create true, true pleasure and true, true feeling of being in that space, you have to acknowledge and be grateful for the little things because they're the things that got you to the end goal. They're the things that are going to get you there. And if you don't focus on them and if you're not grateful for them and if you don't acknowledge them for what they are, how are you ever going to feel fulfilled at the end goal? Mm. You won't. It'll be so temporary. You'll feel it and be like, oh, okay, cool. Well, I've got the end goal now, so, so now what? But if you'd acknowledged the journey and if you'd acknowledged every little thing that happened on the way, you'd feel so much more satisfied and fulfilled for getting that end goal and it would last longer, the feeling. Mm. That's like when people get to, you know, that's why when they say celebrities get depressed, right? Yeah. Because they don't have the inner. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's even, even in, in every, I think in every area, celebrities, uh, corporate 
I think people in corporate would feel a hell of a lot better if they had a really beautiful morning routine. If they took five to 10 minutes every couple of hours to, I don't know, have a little walk or get some fresh air or take themselves away from their screen or do something else, come home and instead of going straight to sit down and watch TV, maybe they changed their clothes and went on a little walk in nature. Maybe they uh, spent a little bit of time with their family before they started doing the work that they've taken home to do. You know, just little things. It's all about the little, little places and times in the day that you can add a little bit more joy. You will start to feel a lot better and you'll show up a lot better for everyone, including yourself. But if you don't do that for yourself and if you don't take those times to feel, your, feel those days and moments with joy, you are gonna be depressed. You're going to feel like your life isn't serving you. You're going to feel like life's happening to you and not for you. So it's, yeah, pleasure should be number one mm. on your list. Yeah, I'm glad that you talked about that in terms of it's not just orgasms and sex. It's everything. It kind of like goes along with the post that I did today about what if your life was a big orgasm? <sighs> you know, it, well, it's not just about the orgasm. What if life was a big orgasm? Wow. Yeah, it's and I wanted to go into that with people because I don't think it's not just that because think about it, it's what you were talking about earlier with the guys wanting to chase ejaculating, right? It's so much mm -hmm. more than that. It's the journey, it's laughing, it's you know. Yeah, it's a pregame. You need yes. pregame. <laughs> it's exactly how I said about the goal as well. It's like, okay, you have the end goal, that's beautiful, but you need the pregame to satisfy you. Like you need to, you need it, right? Mm -hmm. It just, you can't you can't just I mean, you can, but I wouldn't recommend going straight to the end because it's like, that's that you want, you're asking for short-term temporary pleasure. If you want to live a life that feels good from the inside out, it's about all of the ordinary joys. It's about all of the simple things. It's about all of the moments that add up to that goal and add up to that experience. And even in relationships, if you want a divine connection in your relationship, then it's about the little things. You can't come home from work and moan at your husband for not doing the dishes whilst you were gone. That's not a relationship. That's just you telling him what to do. That's not creating that connection that you want. As a man, you can't come home and, exp and tell the woman she's off for not cooking you dinner and doing all of these. That's not a relationship. That's you telling them, that's you giving them expectations that you have set on them. We want unconditional love in these relationships. So it's about acknowledging the moments where your, your girlfriend cuts her hair and puts a little bit of more makeup on for you. It's about acknowledging fact that the guy your man I don't know um made the bed for you and took away one of your jobs it's about acknowledging all of the simple ordinary joys within your experience that allow you to create this divine connection with other humans it allows you to create this divine connection with yourself and it, for women their womb when it comes to self-pleasure it's all of these little things little pleasure moments that make you you all mm. of them Yes, I love, love, love that because I think that that's why people. Because I remember um, last year I talked to a few couples that were sexless. Wow, well, yeah, and it's like, man, you have to get to a certain point where you get there, right? Mm -hmm. That's probably resentments and all sorts of stuff emotionally that have built up where you're like, mm, I'm done. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's why what you're talking about is even more important, is because. If you do appreciate those small moments and enjoy the little pleasures and happiness of life, you're not going to be like, oh my God, he always wants to have sex with me. It's so annoying. Ah, oh, I'm always, right. you know, because mm -hmm. that'll just be like another cherry on top to everything else. Yeah. Yeah. I think actually polarities plays a lot into pleasure as well. 
I, I mean, that's a, I think that's a whole other call because polarities we could go on for a long time. But what I will say is for your listeners is to, I really recommend looking into the, um, the writer David Data. Mm-hmm. He, um, he talks about masculine and feminine polarities. He has two, um, he has quite a few books, but the two that I'd recommend straight away are The Way of the Superior Man, which is actually the male version, but women should read it as well to help understand the masculine more. And uh, uh, the masculine to the feminine more, sorry. And then the other one is called Dear Lover. And that's the feminine version of the other book. And that really, both of them helped me understand the masculine and feminine a lot more within myself. But also I've noticed it in others now as well. And just the way that he explains how they work together as a, as a yin and yang it really helps it opens your eyes to new ways of being and new ways of voicing and new ways of um moving through relationships that i think could benefit a lot of people it's it's really okay. yeah, i've heard of the way of a superior man but i have not heard of your lover i'll have to look that up Oh, you've got to read dear lover yeah it's just the way I want to see if I can maybe I can find a little uh, I have it on my phone maybe I can find a little nugget for you now just to okay, yeah, yeah to I've heard that because it, it seems like nowadays the mask and the feminine is upside down and so women are more masculine than men. because they forced they've been forced to be well yeah because I've been that person I was in corporate America <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I've been the masculine woman too. I, had, I was the girl who had all the guy friends because mm-hmm. I didn't like the way women gossiped and I put that as like something that, yeah, I just, I really pushed women out of school. I was like, I don't want to be friends with women. Like guys are so much easier. You can argue with them and then it's like over in two minutes. You argue with a woman, it's there for a month and you feel bad mm-hmm. and it's very and catty. And now I'm like, I love women so much. I love women. I honor them. Like, Every shape, every size, every color. I fucking love you. Oh, sorry, excuse me. I don't mean stuff. I just love you. <laughs> I love you so much. And I really, the main reason why I do what I do is because I want women to feel loved. I want women to understand that they are such a powerful driving force in this earth and they really do matter. And no matter what suppression they've had, whether it's generations before or in this generation that they're in now, they mean something and they are worthy of deserving and receiving everything that they desire and they are important and they do belong here and they should feel loved and they should be sacred and they should have everything. They should be worshiped as the goddesses that they are. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter what you sound like. It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. What matters is you came to this earth as a goddess and you should be treated like one, but that has Mm. to start with you. If you don't treat yourself like a goddess, you can't expect a man to. You can't. Yeah. It's a complete strange. Mm, that is so good. <laughs> yeah because i think that it's um you know it's like it's the self-worth thing yeah yeah and i discuss that a lot with people yeah yeah so i actually i found a little bit on there mm-hmm. maybe this will be okay so i highlighted this a little bit so obviously sat with me well mm-hmm. so it says you know there is more to life your heart yearns for deeper surrender but you will hardly even admit to yourself how badly you want to be claimed by a force stronger than yourself. Taken open in love beyond your own resistance, ravished open in an ecstasy more heart true than the comfort of your safe arrangements. That's from Dear Lover or The Way of the Spirit of Man? Dear Lover. 
Ooh, it's the women one. Yeah. yeah. Right? That's all women crave. Well, think about it. Most women are strong nowadays. We crave yeah. the masculine man who's stronger than us. Yes. Right? Who can protect us and do the... Yes, I love that. Yes. It's, it's a beautiful book. I really recommend that women read it. I also think that... Um, the feminine so you've got the masculine which is like protector provider and then you've got the feminine which is like nurturer lover mm -hmm. the emotional one and really if you're more feminine led if you feel more drawn to the feminine side of you then really what you want is to just be allowed feel safe to surrender into your truth and just to be and just to love and nurture and give and you want that masculine to be the provider you want mm -hmm. him to to lift you up but what I notice as an imbalance with myself, which I think is apparent for a lot of women as well, is because of, we've almost been forced to be masculine for so long, we play this big independence card. I don't want anyone to do anything for me. I can do everything myself. I'm a tough woman. I don't need a man. Like all the women who are independent kind of thing, you know? But because of that, we're now not allowing ourselves to drop into that feminine flow, which is again, resisting our true polarity. It's resisting our truth. So in relationships, the energy that the masculine gets is you, uh, the woman not feel the woman not allowing the man to provide for her, which is a which is a turnoff for the masculine because the masculine wants to provide. So mm. if we have coming in with their masculine saying, "I don't need you to pay for my dinner. I don't need you to do this. I can do this for myself. Like, please stop doing this for me." Blah blah blah. You're turning the man off, and he may love you. That may have nothing to do with it. It's just that your reflective energy is pushing him away. So when you feel distanced to your lover and you feel distant to him and you just don't feel like things are connecting and you feel almost, you feel like he's not giving you what you want, but actually what you're doing is turning him away through playing the independence role and playing the independence card and not surrendering to the truth from the feminine and allowing him to hold you and allowing him to take you and allowing him to provide for you in ways that he wants to, because that's what the masculine wants to do. The masculine just wants to provide for you. The masculine just wants to feel worthy and feel needed and feel um, like, like he does something for you. That's what he wants. So you get it very common in relationships where women pick out the bad things and they never really celebrate the man for the good things. If you're not celebrating your man for the good things, it is turning him away. There's so many things that can turn him away. You're not allowing him to provide for you. You always picking out the bad things and never celebrating him. If you just celebrated one thing that he did a day, I can guarantee that he will shift. Something will shift because he'll feel important. He'll feel needed because that's what the masculine wants. So independence is a very um, apparent thing that a lot of women are feeling. And it, this includes myself. I felt this for a very long time. Even sometimes now I battle with it a little bit. Um, of this whole feminist movement that's come about, mm -hmm. which I agree with the reason for it. But another thing that, I don't want to go off too much on a tangent, but another thing that I really focus on is I don't believe that the feminist movement is changing anything. I believe mm -hmm. that it's notifying people and I believe that it's raising concern and it's raising things that need to be done. Mm -hmm. It's being led in a masculine way. It's a wounded feminine. Yeah, with force. Yeah, exactly. It's 100% women and feminine. If we were to lead that movement from the space of love, mm -hmm. then 
we would see dramatic change. And this is why I think this time, this time in society right now with everything that's happening is so important to help bring women back to their womb and help bring women back mm-hmm. to that space of love and help them heal this trauma and heal this um, suppression within themselves so that they can lead from that space. I call it leading with the feminine undertone. Mm. Yeah, but I want to say something on what you just said, though, because I think that part of that reason, because I've been this person too before where I end up, mm-hmm. even recently, I still think I'm constantly working on getting back into the feminine. It's my natural state is feminine. Yeah. And I think it's because for me, for the longest time, I didn't feel safe. No, 100% that's what it is. Yeah. And so that's why I'm constantly like, you're safe, you're fine. Get more of the feminine, but I have to like consciously do this, you know, or, or I will come across as like really aggressive. So I think that, um, yeah, and I agree with the whole feminist movement, but I also feel like that movement needs it needed to happen because some of the stuff, hello, I wouldn't have all those. Oh oh my God. There is so much purpose in it. So much purpose in it. And I fully agree. I, yeah, 100%. I agree with everything that it stands for. I think now is a beautiful time for women to come up with a different tone. Yes, I agree with you, though. We can't be bitter. And have you heard of Arthur, the book, um, Hard Times Create Strong Men? No. Oh, my gosh. I'll have to send you my interview I did with him. He said that he brought up this movement. He said the feminist movement destroyed marriages and relationships. Because he said, now we have a situation where the women are super masculine and they want to be with an even more masculine man. And then no one's getting married because the women are like, where are the men? Yeah. Well, the, I, I, it's funny that, yeah, because I, I was looking into the feminine undertone and really like sort of trying to find as much evidence as I can to support the notion of like leading with love. But just to give you a few examples, Martin Luther King had a massive stand, like had something he really wanted to fight for. He stood up and said it, but he didn't fight. Do you know what I mean? He just made a, made a point. He left it out there. He showed up every single place that was needed and the change happened. Mother Teresa, exactly the same thing, led with love, stood up, made her point, showed up everywhere she needed to, led with love and change happened. Bob Marley, music. He had a massive stand and a massive point, did everything with love popped up where he needed to, created all of these, mag- uh, these magical albums that everyone feels love when they, when they hear them, it made a change. So it's like the feminist movement is so purposeful, so purposeful, and I fully believe that it needs, it needs to be there. But if we led from a place like Martin Luther King did and Bob Marley did and Mother Teresa did and Nelson Mandela did and all of these people, we would have the change that we crave if we led from that place of love and we started to heal ourselves and we started to uh, release our own trauma and then see the masculine for, for what a lot of it is, which is wounded as well, and held that space for them to, to heal themselves too, we would see astronomical change on earth, like astronomical. I agree with you. Cause I also think it's like, um, it all goes back to just being seen and heard and understood. Which everyone wants. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants. Yes, yes. Everyone just wants to feel like they mean something. Actually, that was my post last night. <laughs> Every, everyone just wants to feel like they mean something. And the mm-hmm. truth is, you do. If you didn't, you wouldn't have beat infinite odds to get here. <laughs> but really, what is, you know, Gary Vee? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, he says, uh, you know, the fact of you existing is 400 trillion to one. Right? Yes. Yeah. Let that people. You beat 
infinite odds to get here. Yes, because I went through a period where I thought, oh no, I'm not going to be another coach. And I kind of, I held myself back for the longest time. And now I'm like, that is bullshit. Because there's maybe 10,000 people doing what I'm doing compared to a billion people that are needed to do the work. Look, we could say both. We could say the same thing. And the simple thing of like different accents could turn someone off. Very true. You're right. (laughs) You know, it's like, it's like everyone attunes to their own frequency. Everyone, there's, there's radio stations that play the same music. But so, so in England, there's one called Capital Radio and there's one called Kiss 100. Me personally, I prefer Capital. I couldn't tell you why. They play the same songs pretty much in the same order, but I prefer Capital. So I'm going to tune into that one instead, right? It's the same with people, coaches and mentors. It's like we could say the exact same thing, but based off of a few little things like accent or uh, the way we uh, bring it forward, that's what differs. That's what people change their minds on it's like there's never too many coaches and mentors because everyone's going to receive you in a different way you may say the same thing as like tom dick and sally but if they prefer tom dick and sally then they're going to go with them but there's going to be someone that resonates with you more than those three other people that need you to show up so it's like there's never too many coaches or mentors i think it's very popular to become and because it happens so quickly, I think, like the rise of the coach and mentor just kind of mm-hmm. happened overnight and everyone was like, I'm going to be a coach and mentor. Kind of like how I did it because it just came out of nowhere. But that we're, someone in this world needs you, needs your voice, needs your way of saying things, needs your experience. Needs, I mean, you can say the same thing as me, like I said, and your story could be completely different to mine and someone doesn't resonate with mine because they resonate with yours because it's happened to them. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yes. the world needs your medicine. Yes. Your unique medicine. I so agree with you. I love what you're saying. Okay, so where do you want to leave everybody with? I know we talked about a lot. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot in this. I don't think I want to leave too much else because I think that there's, there's a lot of value in here and there's a lot of things um, that they can look into. But what I really just want to say is that you are important. You are valued. You are enough. You are worthy find your medicine within you, use it, sprinkle that magic all over the world and never, ever, 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 ever doubt your reason for being here, ever. You have so much purpose and I just want you to, women to connect with your womb space and lead from that love, men to honor your truth and feel what you need to feel and just acknowledge that you are also here to provide for yourself as well as everyone else. Yeah, I'm gonna leave it at that and send them all the love. Oh, so at the moment, you can find me on Charlie Noda, um, which is C-H-A-R-L-E-Y-N-O-D-A on Instagram and Facebook. And I also have a little account, which I'm starting up called The Female Rising um, on Instagram, which is my sisterhood collective for women who want to unlock their feminine, activate it, and just be in a sisterhood that create support and love and accountability and guidance and yeah advice for all the women that want to come together and spread love in this world mm, yes i love it, yes. I love it. <laughs> okay everybody beautiful people let us know what you thought about this episode i would love to know what you think be sure to subscribe to my podcast and i will talk with you later bye